What's up, y'all? You're listening to episode number seven. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm super excited for episode seven, mostly because um, episode seven or the number seven is one of my most favorite numbers. So that's got to be a good sign. But even more than that, I'm really excited to share today's topic because on a regular basis every day as a coach, I am so thankful that I get to literally work with some of the highest achieving women, I think, in the world. There's such a stigma against pageant women saying that we're dumb and we don't have a brain and we don't use our brain. We don't actually care about anything and all we want is world peace. And I just will say this probably 100 times in 100 episodes on this podcast, but I just challenge you to actually go and talk to a young pageant lady and they'll blow your mind with how intelligent they are and how much community service they've done and the companies they've started. You know, I had a client just this past week who started her own nonprofit and I'm on the board of directors for that. And just these amazing things are happening because of pageantry. You know, young ladies every single week are winning locals and are paying for their entire college educations. And so if you're listening out there and you have been thinking of doing a pageant, I would love for you to contact us at info at powerhouse pageantry.com and we'd love to find a pageant for you because it can be an amazing opportunity for you to grow in your self-awareness and your confidence and stepping out of your comfort zone not to mention winning thousands upon thousands of dollars so that's a little PSA I guess that I wasn't even planning on saying but um, just always have to stand up for pageantry because obviously I'm obsessed with it but more so obsessed with the human beings that I get to work with on a daily basis so the reason why I'm chatting with you guys about this particular topic Topic today is because it is probably one of the most rampant, I wouldn't even say problems, um, just I guess areas of lack of knowledge, I would say. There's a huge area of lack of knowledge in this specific topic. And that topic that we're going to be talking about today is the fact that high achievers typically absolutely stink at differentiating who we are versus what we do. I'm going to say that again. High achievers really, really, really stink at differentiating who we are from what we do. Okay. And I I think you you guys can immediately start having your brain roll and roll and roll, your mind wander of thinking about kind of what examples I'm going to use today. And before we really get started, I want to give you guys a couple quotes to see if I can give you some context clues as to exactly what I mean by that. So the first quote is, you can't figure out what you want until you discover who you want to be. I love that. Quote number two, it's not about how many people are in your audience and who knows your name, but about who you are to yourself. That's by Marianne Williamson. I love that. Quote number three, no matter what job I get to do, I get to show up as me. 
Oh, I love that so much. What if we were to say that to ourselves every single day? You just think of how your self-confidence would grow. Oh, I just love it. It makes me so happy. Okay, number four, success isn't going to be given to me from a job I acquire, but rather from who I am. Brooke Castillo, the most amazing life coach in the world. Okay, number five, who I am comes first. I am a successful person and therefore I am successful at my job. I'm successful at the grocery store. I'm successful at home. I'm successful at the gym. I'm successful in an interview. I'm successful always. I love that because I am a successful person. I'm successful at everything else. Love that. And last but not least, finding out who you want to be must come before achieving what you do. And that quote right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the basis of what we're going to be talking about today. So have you guys ever struggled personally, I'm just wondering, with separating something that you're really good at with who you are? I know that I have with my own personal life being a singer and even in my grades in school, I used to take great pride and I'm smart, I can get good grades, you know, or show choir or drama or basketball or the musicals at school, right? Or it's just so funny, whatever we end up striving for and working really hard at, it can be so, so, so hard to separate ourselves and who we are from what we're really good at. So I wanna give you guys a couple examples of things that I think that we hear colloquially that I don't even think people would bat an eye to, to be honest. And until you really like have the perspective of being able to listen for this, I think you guys will start to hear this all the time. But I think that you'll notice in me saying these things today, you're like, oh yeah, I hear that. But you don't even know what you're hearing. Okay, so here's a couple examples. So the first thing, I am a dancer. I am a singer. I'm a violinist. I'm a baseball player. I'm a basketball player. I'm a pageant girl. I'm an executive right? I'm a pastor. I'm a teacher. I'm a swimming instructor. All these things, totally normal, right? In our day-to-day -day society, when you're introducing yourself to someone, when you're networking, when you're meeting somebody for the first time, that's what you say. You say, I am a blank. And how many times I would offer to say a hundred times out of a hundred, we say what we do, that meaning who we are. How funny is that? Have you guys ever thought about that? Like we literally say this thing over ourselves and speak that over our life every single day. Crazy, right? To which, what if we were to say back, right? Well, just think about this. This is crazy. I don't highly suggest actually doing this, but just think through this with me, okay? What if we were to actually respond to those people and our response was to say, are you? Like <clears throat> they probably wouldn't get very happy, right? If you tell a lawyer that wouldn't, wouldn't suggest that. But for the purpose of think through this with me, what if we were to say instead, like, do you sing? Do you dance? Do you play violin? Do you play piano? Do you play baseball, right? Like what a different perspective immediately. And it's so funny because while pursuing like these passions, these sports, musical gift, they, they totally have a million benefits to them. We should all work extremely hard towards the pursuit of our dreams, whether that's entrepreneurship or a sport or a musical, like I said, any of those things. But today I wanna talk specifically about what happens after you know we pursue all these things to our hardest and what if it either doesn't pan out or what if we just get stuck in this cycle of feeling like we're striving, 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 striving towards more money or more time off or a better family or better this? I think it's so easy to get caught up in the pursuit of being the best at that thing that we focus so heavily just on the what 
and we don't focus on the why behind it, okay? So the first step in really making sure that these things are separate and that we're not waking up every single day finding our happiness, our satisfaction, and our sense of identity in what we do. And here's the reason why I'm bringing this up, okay? Because we've heard it a million times. The star athlete in high school, right, who thought that they were gonna go to the NFL, why does that, and this is an extreme example, obviously, okay, so don't take me literally, but why does the, you know, hottest guy in high school who was the quarterback who thought that he was going to go, like I said, to the NFL, why does he end up at the 30-year class reunion having a beer gut, working a job that he gets paid $15 an hour at something that has no alignment with his passion and he hasn't touched a football in 20 years? Or why does the captain of the dance team end up working somewhere that totally doesn't fulfill her and she's fine with working minimum wage and no longer dances? Or why does the 4.5 GPA student who took 87 extra classes end up settling for teaching for 28 grand a year when four years earlier they swore that they'd be a world-class tech guru in Silicon Valley? Like why do those things happen? In my personal opinion, you guys, as I was like researching and just thinking through this, I honestly think it's because we focus so heavily on pursuing the what, that what happens if you break your leg? What happens if you get a concussion? What happens if you don't meet the man of your dreams right out of high school and you were so focused on getting married that you didn't actually focus on what you wanted to do, what your values were, what your passions were, like what you were good at, how to build a life for yourself, how to be financially stable for yourself because you were so engulfed in this high school relationship, right? Or you, you went to get an MRS degree, as a lot of people say. This thing is rampant, you guys. And because I get to deal with such high achieving, incredible women on a daily basis, Oftentimes, who I see this the most in is the ladies who have the best talent and they know it, okay? So I deal with singers, dancers, cloggers, tappers, like piano players, violinists, monologuers, that's not the right word for it, but all the time. And it's so funny because I was one of these people and I have to really work on this constantly myself that I am not just a singer. I'm not just a business owner. I am not, you know, just somebody who loves to read and loves to grow, right? I, as a human being, have inherent value from God different and separate from those things. So that's the first place that I want to start at today. Um, is really helping you guys understand that before we focus on the what, okay, and the what meaning the goal that we're pursuing or the specific passion or interest that is consuming our life right now, maybe that's seeking a promotion, maybe that's doing a pageant, which we're going to go through a specific scenario um, dealing specifically with pageant girls since most of you guys listening are pageant women. This is going to be the easiest example to really show you guys this concept. But I want you to think right now of that thing that currently is what you would identify as your biggest gift in your life. And like I said, sport, music, intelligence, whatever pursuit you're going after right now. Maybe you're not even actively working on it, but you know in the past it's been something that's totally consumed your life. That's the thing that I want you to visualize right now, okay? So what I want you to walk you guys through is to start with the what, and then we're gonna attach the why to it. And I'm gonna show you why we need to actually think of the why before we really ingrain in our heads like, this is the what and this is how many times I'm going to pursue the what. This is what the what's going to look like. Okay. So here is an example talking about a pageant woman. And this is not like any specific client of mine. I'm just talking in generalizations. Okay. 
So let's think of a typical six-month span of the essentials of pageant prep, okay? So I deal with mostly Miss America clients, but also several Miss Universe clients, so in different countries or here um, pursuing Miss USA, which is coming up in a few months, okay? And so those phases of competition for Miss America, and let's combine them with Miss USA, are talent, swimsuit, evening gown, onstage question, interview. Okay, so these things I'm gonna talk about are pertaining to those phases of competition. And now, since social media is being judged, um, we're gonna add that in there too, okay. So let's say that a typical six month span of pageant prep looks like this. So I work out at the gym probably four to five days per week. I work weekly with a coach for interview and onstage question prep. I go to the gym in the afternoon when it's slow in those little dance rooms so no one sees me awkwardly walking in seven, gin- seven inch heels. Anyone? That totally happened to me and <laughs> so funny. Just all the time. Oh my gosh. Once or twice per week to nail down my walks for evening gown and swim. I practice my talent at least three to four days per week, especially one to two months out from states. Next, I'm snapping at my loved ones constantly because I'm not eating carbs and I'm not managing my stress well. Next, I'm constantly focusing on what I'm eating and telling myself, no, 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 don't eat that, comparing myself, looking on social media, repeat. And lastly, I'm not sleeping enough because I have school, extracurriculars, volunteering, work, visiting local pageants, posting on social media, looking at social media till one in the morning, getting up early for the gym, going to church, trying to have a social life, and not to mention trying to go on a date or two and actually have friends. Whew, now that is a lot, huh? And that doesn't even include the absolutely necessary living things like groceries, laundry, picking up your room, doing the dishes. So like I said, typically what I've seen and experienced honestly myself when I competed is that if we are aware of even what's going on in our own brains, like baseline, even if we are aware of these things, we're still only thinking of the what and nothing more, okay? So that's the what. Get that in your brain. Maybe think of your industry, your passion, the thing that you're pursuing. And I want you to put yourself in the shoes of this story. So what does your six-month process look like? What's your week-to-week schedule look like? What are the things that you're consuming your life with? And you're just so caught up in the what of like, this is what I got to do to reach my goal, right? To get to the next level. You can see how it can be all-consuming in your head. Okay, so now we're going to dig deeper on the quest for understanding ourselves. So this is how we start to really separate what we do from who we are, and it's starting with why. There's amazing book, obviously you guys have heard of Start With Why, probably by Simon Sinek, very, very famous TED Talk, go look it up if you want more information on starting with why, okay? But here's a couple examples of things that I've filled in that some of them are okay, but most of them, when we only start with what, guys, and we don't start with why, I want you to see how unhealthy the why can be, and then later, six months down the road, or say after our pageant for the sake of this exercise, you wonder why you're so disappointed or you're so off, or when the, the like I said, when the pageant's o- over and you no longer have to keep up this routine of doing the what and all those things I just listed, why you're super unhappy, why your relationships are in turmoil, why you're not close with your family, why you feel like an emotional wreck, why you're devastated, all these different things, it's because we started with what and we didn't start with why, okay? So I wanna, I wanna show you some very realistic examples of things that I've actually seen in my clients when we start with what and try to attach the why after that, okay? So here's those examples again. So here's the what, doing weekly coaching. And here's the why, to be comfortable in interviewing my communication skills, yes, but also to win. Okay, not that bad, right? The what, going to the gym to practice walking like three to four days a week. Here's the why. So I can be just sexy enough to keep everyone's eyes on me, but not too sexy where I look, you know, I got to get myself in shape. I got to be perfect. I got to look at this. 
Okay, next, what? Practicing my talent three to four days a week, almost every day when we get closer to the pageant. Why? So everyone can tell me how great of a job I've done so I can do what I love to do, what I'm good at, and maybe get a little extra validation when I win my prelim. It will help me feel validated that I'm worthy of the top 15 or top 10. I never made it before, so it really helped me calm my nerves. Yeah, I guarantee you so many of you pageant girls watching are like, guilty, totally been me. And that's been me too, right? Like I was somebody who won a talent prelim. I was somebody who knew I had a good talent. But yeah, everyone's looking for that kind of validation. And we'll, we'll talk about that next. Okay, the next what? I'm constantly focusing on getting to my goal percentage of 14% body fat. So going to the gym, you know, five, six days a week, killing yourself, right? Why? Even though a healthy female is 18 to 24% body fat, 14% seems reasonable, right? Because what are we doing? We're comparing ourselves on social media constantly. And pageants do have a certain aesthetic, but are you doing it in a healthy way? No, that's not even on this person's mind because they started with what, not why, right? What? Not sleeping enough. Why? In your head, you're like, I can handle it. It's worth it to win. Okay, I only have three months. This is only temporary. But is it actually healthy for you? No, you're not thinking of that because you're only thinking of the what. You're only thinking of the end result. So the what? Snapping, carbless, mean girl. Why? It's okay. It's worth it. It's only for a season. I'll just apologize. They'll be proud of me when I win. I can sleep after I win. I can be nice after I win. I can work on this after I win. Now, how much of that sounds familiar to you guys listening? And again, you might not be a pageant girl, but how many times have you guys been in the middle of a stressful season where you're really striving towards something and you feel like you've just been a terrorizer in the path of a bull in a china shop, just like, okay, just so focused on the what that mind you, I might be acting like a jerk to everyone around me or being super unhealthy physically, mentally, emotionally. But it's so easy, you guys, when we only focus on the what to just literally not care about that stuff, like at all. So with all of this, I really want to introduce a new um, kind of theme for you guys and a new concept as to why a lot of people don't start with why and they start with what. And it's because we live in a very results-focused culture, okay? And you know what? 50% of the time, that's actually super healthy. So I don't want you to get down on yourself for that because living in a results-based culture helps us actually have enough energy and passion to pursue those things that we're really passionate about. That's how we got good at them in the first place, right? So there's nothing wrong with practicing. It gives us enough energy, like I said, to push through the discomfort and to try new things, to adapt to new changes and to tell ourselves like, no, suck it up, push through it when we can't. So there's a lot of really positive things about it. But oftentimes the balance isn't 50-50. It's more like 80-20. And unfortunately, what I've seen in my experience coaching and also just competing is that high achievers start with the result in mind without even thinking of who they are, who they want to be, you know, through and after the whole process. And truthfully, in the in the end, like because we have that mindset, our minds produce the result that we want to have. So that's why we end up being super, super devastated in the well, in, in the end of it. And to me, you know, success just isn't worth it if we destroy all the relationships in our path in the process. And it's so funny because when I was 20, I did not know what I was doing. I was competing for Miss Nebraska. I literally just turned 21 when I went to Miss America. I was 21. Lord knows I did not know what the heck I was doing. But I do remember one small thing. Um, I, it was either right before I won Miss Nebraska or on the way to Miss America. And I wrote myself a note and it's in my journal and I still have it. This is like, my goodness, five years ago now. And I wrote myself a note that said, I promise to be exactly the same when I win Miss Nebraska. I will not be moved by social media likes. I won't have my identity defined by the opinions of others, and I will be kind to everyone. 
I will not turn into a diva, <laughs> my 21-year-old self, and I will treat everyone with respect, passionately advocating for my platform and loving on the people of Nebraska. And I don't say that to like tell you that I was perfect because my goodness, if I could be Miss Nebraska again, I would kill it. And I would do so many more things just with my perspective as a 25-year-old, almost 26 now. But that mantra, I didn't know single-handedly, really helped keep me grounded. And when I felt myself being pulled or moved by the affirmations of others, uh, it, it helped me, you know, because I decided who I was before I was elevated to a new level. It allowed me to remain on the ground rather than living with my ego in the clouds. And, you know, I really want the same for you guys. So in closing, let's do a little exercise together. And if you're driving, I get it. Please don't pull out a piece of paper and a pen. But if not, I'd love for you to pause this. Go grab some writing materials and check back with us. because This is going to be super fun. So drivers, you can just pause the podcast and think it out as we go. Okay. And for the sake of our audience, again, these are going to be in alignment with like pageant related questions, but I know all my listeners are super sharp. So please feel free to apply these to your demographic or your passion of choice as we've talked about. And that's why I've tried to kind of have you think of that even as you're listening up to this point. So like I said, feel free to pause the podcast after every question so you can either think it out or write it out. Okay. So number one, first question, this is how we're going to train our brains to start with why and then fill the what in after that. Okay. So question number one, why do I want to be Miss blank? And if you're not a pageant person listening, you can say, why do I want to blank or win blank or do blank, right? It could be a new job. It could be trying a new sport. It could be wanting to get married this year. It could be wanting to find a best friend this year. There's tons of different options. Number two, what kind of Miss blank do I want to be? Number three, what kind of year do I want to have? Number four, where do I want to place at my national competition? Number five, super important, do I really want to compete at nationals? Am I ready for that? Am I willing to put in the work? And that's the next question. Am I willing to put in the work to do what it takes? Or am I cool with just placing top 10? Next, who do I want to be right now in my life? Next question, what am I doing every day to help myself get to the place that I want to be, to help myself become who I see that I could be? Number nine, who do I want on this journey with me? Number 10, what and who do I have at my disposal right now? And last question, what steps am I taking daily that are propelling me closer to my ultimate career dream? Okay, so checking in. How does it feel to think through these things? Did you surprise yourself with any of your results? What emotions can you discern that you're feeling right now? What attitude is stirring up within you, positive or negative? By asking these types of questions to yourself every day, you guys, and I mean every day, you'll begin to position yourself for extreme cognitive function and really feel a sense of control come back into your life. 
And if you hear any success guru out there, they will tell you the power of visualization. And to be honest, I can't tell you how many clients I've had, you guys, that just honestly haven't thought through these things. And then they're devastated because they're focusing on the what, focusing on the what, focusing on their what. And they really think that they're trying their best and that they've exhausted all options and that they don't know what they can do to practice harder or do better. But then I ask them these 11 questions and oftentimes they literally haven't thought through five, six, sometimes seven of them, right? So the beauty in asking yourself the why questions first is it will help to accurately identify, you know, maybe your problem spots, maybe the areas that you're already really good at thinking of and making sure that these types of things are top of mind, which will help you to have the passion and the energy to do the what and to, to really set the standard for do I need to work out four days a week or six days a week? How big is my goal? How close am I to that goal? For the things that I know that I'm not the best at, am I actually doing the daily things, the daily disciplines and running those into bite-sized pieces to help me actually get to that goal? Or am I just running to it with like a chicken with my head cut off and then I'm disappointed when I get the same result when I don't change anything, okay? Because at the end of the day, you guys, you are not just your gift. You are so much more than that. And I want you guys to be able to first solidify who you are and the choices that you want to make and what's your why before you attach that to the gift or the dream that you're pursuing. Because you, Miss Prima Ballerina, are more than just a ballerina. You, Miss Incredible Singer, are more than just a voice. You, Miss Empath, are more than just a shoulder for other people to cry on. You, single mom, are more than just the mother of your children. And you, hardworking father, are more than just the paycheck that you bring home every day. All of you guys listening are God's children endowed with special sets of gifts, a unique personality, and things that come easily to you. Oddities that make you unique, quirks that make you lovable, and yes, things that you'd change if you could too. And regardless of all these things, all these things, they make you you. And God intended for you to be exactly that, his child who he loves. So that's it for today. You might need to go back and listen to this one about three or four times because I know that it was like a lot in like 25 minutes. But this is one of the most action-packed podcasts that I think we've recorded so far. And I know that you guys are going to get a lot out of this. So as always, I'd love if you guys would write a review for us and subscribe and tell us how you're loving these podcasts and the results that you're getting from them. And as always, I know that we'll talk about this obviously in the end of the bumper, but if you guys are looking for more help and extended areas of teaching and accountability and community, then please, please, please ask us about our inner circle. We have new girls who join every single month. We're full for the month of February, but for next month before the prices go up, we'd love to have you. So just email us at info at powerhousepageantry.com or check us out on social media. Just feel free to DM Powerhouse Pageantry for more info. And we'd absolutely love to qualify you and see if you're a good fit for that. So with that, until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Have an amazing week and love you guys. If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the Powerhouse Inner Circle, where personal development meets pageantry. Each month, for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick, and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. 
If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.